you an assassin and a soldier. You're neither. You're an errand boy. Sent by grocery clerks. Collect the bill. I'm not through with my examination. Sit down. If I seem to be offensive, you may take it. I'm offended. You're offended. This is Speaking Out America. Join us online at speakingoutamerica.com. You paid the money. You paid four bucks? I'll keep it. It's my time now. I do a 450 show and that's it, baby. So you may make a little bread off this tonight. Let's hope so. Welcome, welcome to Speaking Out America. Truly, uh, we are talking about the truth here. Nobody controls this program. I'm not owned by a corporation, but I've been in the industry for well over three decades. I've worked with some of the best, brightest, and most talented. I've had the most gifted mentors a human being could possibly have. And I bring all that experience and knowledge to you now because you can verify that what I'm telling you is the truth. And I have no agenda other than to keep my fellow Americans in line with what's really happening and not what they want you to know or what they want you to believe. And I'm telling you today, while we're all fascinated by this Trump indictment that's going to happen in Miami and all the press are there and all the the uh, protesters will be there and the supporters will be there and the cameras will be there. And I can guarantee you that tonight they'll have all the televised video. It will be a, uh, an orgasmic celebration among the media and they're just waiting. They can't wait for that perp walk. They can't wait for that mugshot. And we're all going to be distracted by it. But the real story is breaking, is breaking right under our noses. And we're not paying attention because we're distracted by this indictment that may or may not go anywhere. If what I suspect is true, then it's quite possible that even if Trump gets indicted and then gets elected, which is almost a guarantee, if he gets indicted and he is found guilty, but that can't happen until after the elections. So the Democrats will continue to try to erode Trump's chances, but he could win and then get convicted unless something happens between now and then and they decide that there's not enough to convict. Because you have to understand something. When you hear the media constantly reminding you that it's a 39-point indictment, you have to remember that whenever you get charged with any kind of a crime, there's always going to be antecedent charges. And we'll get into that a little bit later with my Harvard Law-trained lawyer and good friend, Charles Jan Gray, he'll be uh, shortly joining us to give us the legal perspective on what is going down with with Trump today. But again, I don't want to get sidetracked. And yes, we're going to have Michael Letts on to talk later about the law enforcement aspects of this. But most of what is going on today is nothing more than just theater. Theater driven by the desire of the deep state or the administrative state to make sure that Trump doesn't get reelected. But We should also mention that Trump announced yesterday that if he gets elected, he is going to go after Joe Biden and his son Hunter on all kinds of charges. And we're finding out today that it's quite possible that the very people that bribed or allegedly bribed Joe Biden and Hunter Biden with $5 million apiece is actually a Russian asset. And then we're going to play a clip from Chuck Grassley who gives us a little bit more detail as to what the FBI is doing and why they are blocking the investigation. And yet they're using the same arguments that they're 
trying to nail Trump on, but they're not using him for Biden. And Chuck Grassley, in his own words, in a moment. But first, Jennifer Van Lahr at Red State dropped a bombshell earlier today. Burisma holding founder Mykola Zlachevsky, who allegedly paid a total of $10 million in bribes to Joe and Hunter Biden in 2015 and 2016 in exchange for then-Vice President Biden's assistance in getting Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin fired is also believed to be an asset of Russia's foreign intelligence. So it is quite likely, quite likely, that if this all plays out, that our current sitting president was paid off by a Russian asset. Now, that sounds like, uh uh-oh, it's the Russians again. The anonymous source told Red State, a conservative online uh, magazine or news outlet, The U.S. intelligence community has a high degree of confidence in their assessment of Zlazkevsky as SVR. This is not a new assessment. The intelligence community under Obama knew this, and Obama was briefed on it. Joe Biden and Victoria Nuland were briefed as well. Red State also pointed to a tweet from uh, Senator Chuck Grassley on Monday claiming that the foreign national who allegedly bribed the Bidens has audio recordings of his conversations with Joe and Hunter Biden. He kept the recordings as sort of an insurance policy, according to the senator. Sort of a sort of, and we've seen this play out in fictional movies too, you know, somebody keeps a hold of something because, you know, if something happens to me, there's this, they can implicate that guy. And that's basically what this sounds like. But they've got audio, according to the source. And Chuck Grassley said he knew this, A few days ago, when he first saw the unredacted classified document pertaining to Form 1023, here is Chuck Grassley on the Senate floor Monday in this short presentation. The 1023 produced to the House Committee's redacted reference that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17 such recordings. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and then Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that then Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burisma employing Hunter Biden. Based on the facts known to the Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department, the FBI, haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. Special Counsel Jack Smith has used a recording against former President Trump. Well, what is U.S. Attorney Weiss doing with respect to these alleged Joe and Hunter Biden recordings that are apparently relevant to the high-stakes bribery scheme? 
So now you see the picture here. Everybody's distracted with the Trump indictment, but this this hits the airwaves and hits the streets and social media. Then we've got Anna Paulina Luna from Florida, Republican Congresswoman, and Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, both reading an FBI informant file accusing Biden of $5 million in a bribery scheme. We played those tapes yesterday for you here on Speaking Out America. Uh, and then also uh, we have Byron Donalds, also who has read the document and tweeted, Joe, the money is hidden in dozens of LLCs you and your family created to hide the money. You can run, but you can't hide from House Republicans. So what we're seeing here is a, is a desperate attempt by the Biden administration to completely distract Americans, using the media to do it, to focus solely on Trump during this time when all of this information is being revealed about the Bidens and now an audio tape supposedly recorded by the person who was involved in the scheme, who is also a Russian asset. I mean, if that doesn't have James Bond written all over it, but the thing is, is that I, I heard Barr on Sunday. I don't believe it was either meet the press. I think it was meet the press with where he, he said he knew about the audio tapes back in 2020. He knew as he was serving president Trump. So why didn't Barr mention that to Trump? Why didn't Barr, did Trump possibly, was he kept from the knowledge that Joe Biden might be investigated for a bribery or the other shenanigans that he was up with, uh, with Romania, getting hush money from them and also getting some money from a, a company that is based in China for reasons we don't know. And this is all happening over the course of the last Almost eight years. And it kind of explains why Joe Biden uh, wasn't endorsed by Obama for the longest time until the very end. So this gets gets more intriguing. And, and you can clearly see that, that Biden is doing everything that he can. and uh, Everything that he can. The war in Ukraine. Uh, this indictment of Trump. The ongoing dile- uh, drama of Trump. Uh, the misinformation that is put out there by the media and then reported by the media on Trump, all of it is designed to keep this man out of office. And then Donald Trump says yesterday, and when I win the election, guess what? I'm coming after you, Joe. You know, somebody made a good point. You know, Trump didn't go after Hillary when he was in office. He could have, because he's essentially being indicted on, on many of the same things that Hillary did tenfold with her servers and remember she bleached the, the the whatever the disk drives whatever she did and she did it because she could get away with it and she had a a legal team that pushed back against the federal department and she had a president who for whatever reason didn't go after hillary and now that same democratic party is coming after donald trump and it's all a distraction to keep you the american from not focusing on the very fact that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have been playing a side hustle of America, of America goodwill, uh, to the tune of tens of millions of dollars, perhaps. And that just doesn't sit well with me, and I know it doesn't sit well with you.
Welcome back to Speaking Out America. I am JR, your host. Don't forget our podcast is pretty much everywhere, Speaking Out America. Just just type in podcast, Speaking Out America, and you'll find me. And we have a whole archive of programs, and we are designed, uh, this, this show, this program is designed to keep you informed. It is my attempt to keep my fellow Americans up to speed on what's really happening in the world so that you're not so easily deceived. I have no agenda. I consider myself a conservative, but I don't really care what your political positions are. As long as you're not woke, that's the main thing. I just don't subscribe to the invasion. Don't let the pod people get you because they'll chew you up and spit you out like that Peter Murphy song we just played. Uh, You do not want to fall under the spell of waking up one day and going, you know, uh, yeah, I am a victim. This this country is racist. There should be equity and, and everybody should get a free lunch and there shouldn't be any struggling and you know, you hear the line, I heard the line today talking about someone, it was a movie that, you know how like when you watch a movie, but it was about this young black kid who had some Tourette's syndrome. And the way the uh, the description is that he was a target of hate speech. And, and I always think about the way that we say things, why we use certain vernacular, because many of us don't really think too much about why it is we, we use certain words. For example, hate speech is a relatively new word. It, that the, the hyphenization of those two words, I don't think, uh, I, maybe, you know, it might be 20, 20 years old. I, I don't remember using it in those terms when I was young, except for uh, loosely connected to Orwell's 1984, where they did hyphenate all the words. Uh, and, and they did that in order to reduce language so that people wouldn't think too much and they would use very general terms and it was intent it was intentional and, and this is why our educational system is is such in disrepair now because many children their thinking has been minimized by creating words creating hyphenated text words uh, that make everybody basically think the same way so when someone says to you this person has been targeted by hate speech think about what that means uh, the person is a target. Well, what does that mean to be a target? It means that somebody said something to that person that might have offended them. And hate speech is what was was is- issued to that person, the victim. But what is hate speech? Define hate speech. Well, that's anything that would offend another human being, right? So, well, that, that opens up a whole door to all kinds of things that you could say to someone that p- could be determined hate speech. Then they came up with a term called microaggression. What is a microaggression? A microaggression is when someone says something that makes you, the recipient, unsafe, makes you feel unsafe. For example, you could call someone asking you, where are you from? A microaggression. Why? Because you might be implying that because that person is from somewhere else, somehow they're inferior. So they've come up with a whole list of, and all of the universities have been coming up with these lists of words that, that you are no longer allowed to use based solely on the premise that you might offend somebody. So consequently, we all walk around on eggshells. We're not afraid to say anything. Somebody has purple hair, for example. And you see a lot of these young people and even older people now that are doing these ne- neon colored hair dye jobs. Uh, and, and you're not allowed really to notice it. If you think about it, they do it so that you'll pay attention, 
but they don't want you to tell them that you notice because that might make them feel uh, hated or slighted or a subject of discrimination or exclusion. See, these are all these words, D-I-E, diversity, uh, uh, equity, and inclusion. Those are These are new words that are being, and, and everybody thinks in those terms, and they see everything in their life based on those terms, those three words, which now have been truncate, truncated to be just letters. So LGBTQ plus plus, 1A, a hundred years from now, that may be on a history test. Well, what did LGBTQ plus plus 1A mean? And you might have to be a student and you'll have to give the answer as to what every letter meant and its implication. So what is a lesbian? Well, a lesbian is a woman who likes a man or who prefers to have sexual relations with a woman. Gay means a man who wants to have sex with a man. Well, why couldn't you just call them both homosexual? Well, because that would be uh, a, a hate hate word. You can't say homosexual because that is a word that they used to say when gay people were in the closet. And now that they're out of the closet, you can never use you can't use the word fag. Now you can use it in the term if you want to smoke a cigarette, or if you're in England and you say to somebody hey, can I get a fag? They'll give you a smoke. They'll give you a cigarette. I don't know now. They may arrest you in in England for that. But you know. But you see how words evolve over time and they take on different meanings. So hence, the woke people, or, or I call the pod people, uh, have invented a new language, kind of like the Gnostics did in the first century. And in order for you to be in that group, you have to speak their language. And if you don't speak their language, then that means you're not supporting the group. And all this happens in, in the space of 10 to 20 years. Isn't it amazing? Anyway, so a couple days ago, somebody put out a very clever ad uh, in social media, and it's going around Instagram, and it's, it's quite funny, actually. And it takes on the issue of, of kids who, who go woke. Take a listen to this. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like, super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. You know, and and it doesn't just stop there. It also is retroactive. Now you've got the woke police going back and changing or forcing movie producers to change things. For example, in French Connection, there's a scene in the movie where Gene Hackman's character uses the N-word. Well, that's been completely eliminated and all references or negative comments towards African-Americans in the movie. And you see, I'm using it too because I use African-American because in my mind, I think it's less offensive than the term black or colored person. See? So we, we evolve our language to sort of compensate for other people and not wanting to hurt their feelings. 
But it, it goes worse than that. Now they're going through m music. Like if you listen to Dire Straits and Money for Nothing, they've taken out an entire lyric because they don't want to offend the homosexual community with a slur. Uh, and then what else? Uh, there's it, This is going on, and it's been a process that's been going on now for quite some time. And it's not going to end until people start saying, you need to end this. That's it. We just have to say, you can't do this anymore. But we're losing that battle. And that's what frightens me. We're losing it. I don't know why. The majority don't want this to be where woke takes us over. So why are they winning? We'll be back. Michael Lett's going to join me, talk about the law aspect of Trump's indictment. And then a little bit later on, Harvard Law Store, uh, uh, Charles Jan Gray coming up. Mm -hmm. 